Yeah, and then when I finished playing Tetris for the evening, it was time to start on a new music project, and I found a good download on the internet called Hip Hop EJ. Very recent program, I find. Salute! Reasonable track coming up. To Russia, and Corns, and all. This is our house party! You think about it, take me, but don't talk about it. Come on, everybody. Shall we dance? Clap your hands. This is for all the people on this planet. personal computers these days that's true music as well <laughs> there's something that's been bothering me you know sometimes you just see something happen that doesn't quite make sense and i thought i'd share it with you and my listeners but you know i've told you before about the guy i saw drinking water from the gutter outside the pub even when he had a beer right yeah doesn't, doesn't make much sense twice a day and may- <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can explain that by he was drunk or on drugs but the other day uh, on my walk home from work there was a guy in all the, you know, super bike, bike warrior gear, right? The Lycra sort of gear, right? And he was just on the side of the road and he had his helmet still on and he had no shoes on and bike pants and a Lycra top, right? And was poking around with his feet in a pile of leaves that were in the gutter just off Regent Street in the city. And there was no bike around either. So what the fuck was going on there? <laughs> the obvious one it's it's like he's an um like an f1 driver going around and expecting the entire track and stuff before you actually race on it and shit or the bobsled guys and stuff yeah. <laughs> like sandra bullock in speed you know he goes out in his lycra fucking uniform inspecting for potholes and stuff before he goes on his bike ride he goes on like a 50k walk <laughs> to make sure the roads are okay i could almost buy that but why would he not be wearing shoes <laughs> There were no shoes there. That- was he in Lycra bike clothes and no shoes? Lycra bike clothes, a helmet, no shoes, no bike. The obvious answer my girlfriend said is that he was looking for his bike. But, uh, you know, it was a pile of leaves in the gutter. So if anybody has any ideas, email us to the Cones and Doe show at gmail.com. Um, Sounds like he was at a gay sex party. <laughs> well, you know, the area they were in and those bike guides, you never really know. <laughs> it was just fancy dress. Yeah, you know, sometimes at Mardi Gras they like to have a little event called the Peloton, I think. <laughs> Wouldn't want to do any drug testing after that one, fuck. He ran so fast he lost his shoes. Yeah, alright, well, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, I know what not to dress up as next time I go to a fancy dress party. <laughs> yeah, leave the shoes on. So what's been happening? Uh, nada, mein Freundin. Just, uh, you know... Poisoning the old mind with a few YouTube videos here and there. Uh, Going down a few rabbit holes. I know, I find (laughs) it's horrible from um, the positions that I take on this show sometimes and how contradicted they are within a couple of weeks, but Mm -hmm. I find myself being drawn to the the spectacle that is Trump 
now. I don't know, like... Because, like, once you get to a certain point and you're looking at both sides of, like, the two-party systems that are existent, especially in America... Yeah. They're the only ones that have been running shit the whole time. Mm. You find that they're coming from the same place regarding lobbyists or Bilderberg or how far ever you want to go down the rabbit hole and shit. Sure. And then you get a guy like that who seems to be on the outside of that. And I kind of appreciate it from an anti-establishment point of view. I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck all those politicians. I hope he fucks their world up. But at the same time, it's kind of like dangerous at the end of the day if there is a degree of power that you kind of wield in that position, which I don't really think there is, Mm -hmm. but if there was, people sort of have a point that you're opening the door to people that could have a Hitler mentality, but I just think he's really just stirring stirring people up with talking shit because he he contradicts himself as well a lot Mm. and then comes out and says some flaming shit to get a whole bunch of other people on his side, so... It's hard to know his agenda, but I can't, I'm kind of liking how he's just sort of sticking a finger up at the system. Well, like they said in Batman, some men just want to watch the world burn. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's either that or vote for America's stepmom, a.k.a. Hillary Clinton. Um, I just want to make America great again. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> we've arrived at a weird place because it's like... I'm so conflicted about it. I'm like... I'm so lefty when it comes to, like, if I was dealing with you on a personal level, you know what I mean? But yeah. on the world stage, it's like, fuck yeah, I like this guy that's just sort of fucking up this corrupt system. But, like, he is so corrupt in his own way, but I don't know. It's sort of like, though, if, pretty you, hard. if your room's messy, so instead of cleaning it up, you're like, well, let's fuck now. I'm just going to shit on the floor. And <laughs> But there's an appeal in that. I'm not paying you out here. I think that it's sort of odd that we've come to a point where... Yeah, just watch your step. I don't buy this idea that it's like, oh, you know, everyone's brainwashed by him. Whereas I saw a lot of that under Bush. People were like, oh, you know, they're just dumb, dumb sheep. But it seems like there's an active thing where people are like, we know, we know he's a fraud. We know this is ridiculous. But, you know, what else <laughs> are we going to do? What's the, <laughs> what's the alternative? But to set the cat amongst the pigeons and everything. Um, so yeah, it pissed Louis C.K. off. He wrote some, article, some essay about. Yeah, like, please don't okay. vote for him and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I can see the angry side of it. Like, yeah, like we all got to, like, as we get, get to these fucked up points on the show occasionally when we're like spinning our hate facts and stuff, <laughs> well, but it's, it's like, it comes down to love and shit and it's like, treat, treat everyone the fucking same. So you can't re- you can't bring yourself to resonate with some of those hateful things or that get said, but is it all just taken out of context? I don't know. No, well, this is, I read actually an interesting thing about his language, and apparently um, people who transcribe things hate it because, you know, he's like, everybody here tonight, and they believe, and this reminds me of someone I, I met earlier, and he said, and wow, you people are great, you're going to get this, like always cutting off his sentences, right? <laughs> and so you can't really hold him accountable because he'll just th- do the throwaway most crazy shit that no one in 30 years in the American political system has ever said, and then move on and be like, you guys are great. You and- said shit where he like... The day after Rubio was sweating in the debate with him or whatever, he's, like, holding a bottle of water, and he's like, it's Rubio, and, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. splashing water around the stage and shit. I'm like, this guy's fucking amazing. He is a maniac, but um, <laughs> but I was reading this linguistic analysis of him, and a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, it's impossible. But one guy, there was a French linguist who was reading him, and forgive me for not knowing the details, but he started to see patterns between, uh, I, don't, I forget who it was, but somebody in, like, the 16th, 17th century... Uh, French political scene who had a similar rhetorical style and it's so weird because it's informal and the main point is to come across to his audience 
not as somebody talking down to them or teaching them as to be someone amongst them. That's why it's that casual talk here and there and just saying shit you would at a barbecue every now and then, you know? Yeah, like, he's just related, the racist shit you'd say at a barbecue. He's civilians, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. not this fucking old guy that should be wearing a powder wig, hmm. taking fucking... Like, he's taking handouts from people, but it's not in that same way where it's, like, the traditional... Yeah, but... In the Senate, yeah. like, fucking tobacco companies and all this but weird shit. It's at the more same like, th- oh, it's a businessman that's coming from the outside doing all this dirty shit for his own, you know, personal gain, and now he wants to get into the into that system and it's yeah. like it seems like it's pissing them all off and i kind of like it at the same time his temperament is utterly unsuited to being the most powerful man in the world <laughs> yeah 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 he could kick shit off really badly <laughs> well, I just, someone put forward a good theory that um he'll probably like it, it's not going to be the apocalypse he'll probably if he won he'd probably get bored after a few months and, <laughs> because you know he can't fucking just push shit through congress and this and that i mean i'm sure he's loving it right now but when you actually got to sit there sit there and do the work I mean, I'm sure Obama loved giving those big speeches more than he did having fucking Michelle coming in and nagging him to fucking clean the dishes and shit. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm trying to bomb Syria and stuff. The, the YouTube conspiracy I thought saw is that um, Trump is going to get assassinated, right? Mm-hmm. And then once he gets assassinated, Hillary and all that are going to vote to keep Obama in for, a th- for longer than the second term and then they that's when they're going to bring in the police state. <laughs> uh, the problem is you can't serve more than two times. I said it was a YouTube conspiracy. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, okay, all right. It's not right. my shit. Still, maybe they know. Maybe they know something. There's some interesting shit up there, but it's also fucking crazy sometimes. Yeah. Um, at Flat the... Earth is all over YouTube, and you're just like, shit, man. Like, how... <laughs> Science would have to be this crazy, magical thing that just worked out for no reason if flat earth exists because like so much shit is built on like raising up from simple yeah. ideas to harder ones in science and if flat earth exists it just throws all that shit out the window yeah, you just gotta be retarded i don't think it's true you i saw in a plane and you see the curve of the earth and shit. i saw a funny post by one of them talking about uh how they've got members all around the world <laughs> But I think part of it's sort of just a deliberate troll, but I don't know. People people, people will fucking believe anything. You look at these people online and stuff. Um, I mean, for God's sake, there are fucking men, actual honest-to-God people with balls and penis who are going to vote for Hillary Clinton this November, you know? <laughs> so so anything, anything and everything could happen. The world just... It's spinning out of control, I think, a little bit, huh? It's pretty wild. But what do you think of this quote I read the other day from the British Enlightenment thinker Edmund Burke, and this relates to what you were just talking about. He said, the madness of the wise is preferable to the sobriety of fools. And maybe he's talking about Trump there. Yeah, I'm kind of down for it. I don't know, it sounds bad, but if if it is that, you know, that banking system, all this shit that's just running shit, then it's kind of awesome. And at the end of the day, if you just paint it all with a big, big brush strokes and shit again... I can say, like, from that conservative standpoint, at least he's trying to sort of bolster America again and raise it up in terms of the economy, whereas the other party sort of does what our Labour Party does here, opens the borders, lets, you know, lower demographic people that have had problems with their past or are economic refugees or whatever the situation you want to call it... Mm. They come over here and then it's an easy vote for that party and it also sort of destabilizes the population because it sort of brings it brings the voting down to that welfare level 
Hmm. You know, and say everyone wants the handout because you come over and it's so much better than what you're used to. I'm sort of treading on a bit sketchy ground here, but well, the thing is that it's not just the Democrats who did it; it's the Republicans who did it as well. Well, they've um, opened borders, and yeah, that's why the Republican establishment hates the fact that he's winning these primaries. They can't control it. Um, they support it uh, from the point of view. The Democrats. Well, that's, that's the point in well, America. Fuck. Yeah, traditional left parties support open borders because they get more voters, right? Um, but the Republicans, who are all bought and paid by corporate business interests, seems like there's get this cheap, global yeah, thing cheap labor and stuff. So really, what we're seeing it's the same thing in Germany. What we're seeing is the tensions between, you know, national sovereignty. It's not ever even a right-left thing because Trump has these crazy right-wing ideas, but he also has some pretty left-wing protectionist ones saying, you know, he wants to build up industry. He, you know, he's not against social... Yeah, for the working... He's not against social shit, security. Yeah. And But what we're up against there, opposing that, is a fucking... The left wing, which is culturally left and just will support multiculturalism no matter what. Yeah. And corporate business interests that want to see all kind of barriers erased and everything. And that's really, like, you know, globalization versus nationalization, I suppose, is, uh, you know, the, the real dynamic of the age. But, but, it's super hard to think about. It's like, fuck, you want to resist a global structure because humans are fallible. And we see that in every sort of facet of our government, that people just, like, do shit for their fam, you know? Like, mm. yeah, it's just the old school shit, like, over and over again. If you have one government monopolizing the world, mm. the same shit will happen. And mm. because you're the one government doing it to everyone, like, it'll be, it'll be so much more hardcore. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, if you got the laws right, I guess you could argue that, no, no, we're heading towards a utopia. But does anyone really think that? You know? No. Africans could, Africa's going to have 4 billion people by the end of the century. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a class war, and it's almost like that the global, the globalism kind of thing is a way for the super elite to undermine the rest of the economy. It's like it brings all of the economy down except for super elites because your country is sort of undermined by a working class that isn't ready to adapt to your way, like your culture and shit. Like yeah. the mass migrations are kind of like, they're really cool in, in theory, but with some of the cultures in the current wars that are going on, I mean, it's like fucking racist. It's fucked up though. Like you're, you're, not, allowed you're, to, am I not, you're not allowed to talk about difficult issues. This is the shit they should be talking about in fucking parliament and stuff, you know, like it shouldn't be up to us on our fucking comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know fuck them like what do they talk about in there it's all about argh, it's just fucking what do you call it like grandstanding and mm. nonsense and then when real issues come across the table it's like yeah you can ship cluster bombs around Australia and they sign in at midnight and no one gives a fuck well I suppose the elite are so insulated from any sort of destabilizing effects of globalization that they conceive as the future as the nation state as being something of the past right you look at that in Europe and sovereignty gets undermined by the eu and you know people want to do it with the un and maybe they don't see the problems with everything else but you know there are severe problems and stuff because i had a kebab the other night and it just wasn't a very good kebab so <laughs> if we're gonna let fucking people into this country because of their skills i thought we had a skills-based migration <laughs> and yet this kebab it was oily it was runny it dripped out the bottom like if you serve that in like say you know Bay, west beirut fucking you get your head blown off <laughs> So I'm not coming from this from any racist point of view. The guy who runs that's great. But, you know, you need to, we need to be able to manage these things rather than just doing a pie-in-the-sky utopian type thing. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying I kind of vaguely do get the Trump thing. Because mm. it's like, 
as much as you do want to be a multicultural globalist, accept everyone kind of person, hmm. go go move to Cologne with the women in your family that you love and go to a local swimming pool and leave them alone and shit. You know what I mean? Like, no. it might change your mind. And that sounds racist, but if statistics, like, are saying, like, it's a, it is a small amount of immigrants over there that are doing it and, like, oh, it's a 1% and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. It's still a much higher percent than was locally doing this kind of shit to the population in the first place, wasn't it? It's yeah, like Germans do their water spots behind closed doors generally, <laughs> I think. And um, yeah, I suppose like there's a cultural problem in Afghanistan with boy play or whatever. I forget the the native tongue way of saying it or whatever. Yeah, but, but I don't know. That's a very cynical attitude. Like I think in a way, all we have to, you know, I mean, you know, you can say, oh, they won't fit in stuff like that, but if we give them maybe a little illustrated pamphlet that kind of tells them like what liberalism is, then I really doubt that they're going to do any of the things that they did in their old country anymore. <laughs> if we give them a pamphlet and maybe a couple of hours lessons and ask, ask them what Don Bradman's high school was. Oh, well, the high school. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. But you know, see if they can remember the words, the song properly. I think you've got, <laughs> with somewhere like, with somewhere like Pakistan, you've probably got an overlap of those two. Oh, things. I'm not trying to be a complete bigot. I do see both sides of the story, but it's just like, there's some complicated shit going on a, on a world scale, and then it seems like there's some people that don't really give a fuck about that, and they're just trying to racially divide us mm. as like a, you know, the three cup trick where it's like, where's the ball? Where's the ball? And it's like everyone gets shitty about gender wars, everyone gets shitty about racism and shit. While it's really just always been a class war, it's always yeah. been these motherfuckers with the gold thinking they're kings. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, totally right. And that sort of economic interest that people used to have is replaced by identity and. I read an interesting thing about that. In the 80s, there was a guy who did a thesis basically about, uh, you know, the idea of capitalism and consumerism as selling an identity, which isn't a huge sort of big surprise or whatever, right? But he argued that it comes down to how commodities, and this was in the 80s, are no longer a physical object, but you're purchasing the brand along with it. And then he talked about how the push for conspicuous consumption and the desire to being unique will lead to people to clawing not for a deeper identity, but for as many different identities as they can given that some of them have short lives and uh, short shelf life so you want to be able to swap between them and get a kind of mix and usually i'm sort of pretty distrustful and suspicious of academic dissertations but the guy who wrote that was the founder of buzzfeed who's now worth hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> by selling shitty kind of fucking culture war clickbait to people <laughs> um so that's how it happens that's that's what we produce these days we don't make anything apart from arguments on the internet because that <laughs> is what we are also consuming that's pretty fucked up. I think um, I think my anger was really stemming from the place of the fact that the regressive left in our kind of cultures mm. target as a white male or whatever. They tend to target us at the moment for some reason the most when it's coming out of universities or, you know, these kind of things. They're like, oh, minorities, minorities. And as a white man, you're supposed to be guilty or some shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, I don't really feel guilty, but at the same time, it's like, if, if that is getting pushed so hard by these regressive white feminists that are like, kill all white men and bathe in male tears and all that kind of shit, then why don't they say anything when women are straight up getting raped in Cologne or getting, you know, raped here? And... There's a there's a little bit of a cynical part of me that's like shitty at our own police force and everything because they deliberately withhold um, ethnic statistics 
in crime because they know that it will flame the public, right? Mm. So then as <laughs> as a whole, men in Australia, mm. in parentheses, get shat on for having such high rates of domestic violence, right? Mm. Well, <laughs> the police know the statistics on the domestic violence and what the racial, like, you know, like background is of all the people that are committing it, but they won't release it to the public mm. because it might flame... It might flame people, you know, like... Well, yeah. Um, and the media wouldn't report it anyway, but fuck, like... I know that's useless to flame it up and everything, but it's like... In a position in this gay first world sense... It's a first world problem. It's not It's not really worth sure. fucking talking about, I guess. But yeah. it's like... You're getting shat on by these, these dumbass chicks in uni that are telling the, you that you're the problem with the world and then they won't defend... Like, they won't defend women getting fucking raped and shit. Well, it's because, I guess, the left... Anti-racism is their prime value. They'll throw everything under the bus in sort of defense of that or whatever. Um, But, you know, I I see your point. But at the same time, I think it's worth avoiding falling into the idea that we as white men are particularly victimized. Oh, we're not. By it as well. We're not, but I just think it's, it's weird when it comes from, you know, the most privileged people in the country. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, it's true. But, you know, if I'm in a public pool, no one's questioning me when I'm walking off to the bathroom with some random little kid. <laughs> um, I think they should be. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. That's the point that this sort of this cultural white noise doesn't really translate into actual action and stuff. Um, I mean, you know, I think I think, OK, put it this way. I think, I think I'm just getting suckered a bit as well. Yeah, A little bit. I think I think a lot of a lot of people in this feminist left use that as an ideology to cover up their per- personal frustrations. Yeah, and sure. Come on the, <laughs> and yeah. And opposite that, you know, there are plenty of men who probably do the same in the way. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't like the um, a lot of the shit in the men's rights movement either. Mm. They have some facts that are on their side and stuff, but then they get all riled up and psychopathic. And it's mm. just like, this is fucking crazy. I mean, you know, women still do suffer violence at the, the hands of men a lot and everything, but I, I agree. And you know, that's fair enough to be addressed, but I agree with you that fucking, you know, importing millions of immigrants from Afghanistan and seeing what happens and not talking about it. And then instead arguing about fat shaming or whatever, Yeah, it's, it's, it's aggravating and, and sort of vaguely telling you that you're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and well, not letting no. you have the the breakdown of the statistics. It's, no, it's, <laughs> you don't even need the stats. We all know it's true. But, um, we all know who's bashing their wives. <laughs> it's not even annoying. In, insert whatever you want here, bigot. It's not even annoying as, as a white man as it is as someone who sort of like values a certain element of integrity in public debate. You know, and uh, th- we don't really have much of that anymore, do we? Yeah, not really. I just like to generalize. I'm a bit of a flame boy. I know. That's a problem because, you know, there are... Because to your face, I'll be the nicest person ever. Like, I will judge you individually. Mm. But, like, we can't have interesting conversations where I can piss you off unless I can use these broad brushstrokes. Yeah, well, exactly. But, you know, that goes both ways because it's easy to, like... You know, I get mad about the same thing about this. (laughs) You know, the, the silence that falls over these issues. But then you start thinking in terms of, like... Yeah, you know, you can't yeah. be thinking that fucking all Muslims are doing this and no, that. not at all. Yeah. No, you can't. And no. I, you know, it's hard to struggle with that as well, too. But um, uh, yeah, you watch too much of one thing and it starts feeding that to you and shit, and you got to try and diversify. <laughs> Do you reckon that? Don't some... watch too much of the same kind of thing in a row. No, I, no, definitely, definitely <laughs> don't. That's why I look at fucking ridiculously extremist websites on both sides, as well, <laughs> which probably isn't particularly good for me, but I, I always try and do that. Um, but someone posted an argument once. They're like, and it was someone in a political discussion I was reading, and they said that they were convinced that, 
you will adopt any belief system or ideology so long as you read it enough. So it's not that much to what you do, but if someone just made you read the Quran and nothing else, you would become a Muslim. If they made you read Marx, you'd become a Marxist. It would be hard to sort of refuse an argument constantly if that was all you were getting. And I you- don't believe that, but I believe that if you don't have a a higher bench point, like a higher benchmark of where those religions and ideologies all come from, yeah, then yeah, you'll get suckered into it. It's just like looking at someone's picture every day and then you're like, oh yeah, I like that person or whatever. Well, while, yeah, while we're on that note... But I- if you had that higher benchmark where you can sort of see... You know, with religion, if you were then to go back and study religion, where the texts come from and all this kind of stuff, you get a you get a sort of higher branch point yeah, where you're like, oh, they're all coming from this similar place. These texts are coming from this text and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and comparative religion. And it's funny you should mention that because that, that goes to what I was about to talk about. And, you know, this is sincere as well. And, you know, it's easy to pay out ha-ha-ha Islam and shit, but trying to look at it comparatively and everything. And ultimately, you know, the God is one God. It's all the same God. It's all us. everyone. Yeah, it's us trying to cope with how we're there. But um, We all are the universe. I think the difference, though, is that between the prophets with the two religions, between Jesus Christ and uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Oh, the things that um, are supposedly to be aspired to on earth. Yeah, no, yeah. well, no more even in just their own lives because... Um, That's what I mean. Yeah. In be- reality and physicality. Because Jesus was the ultimate beta male. Fucking yeah. single mum, cucked her fucking supposed dad to get pregnant, chaotic home life. You Tried know? to hit up a whore and like yeah. seemed like he was just the whore's bitch. Got cut bitch yeah. around and then fucking <laughs> did the biggest fucking act of white knighting in the fucking history of the world. I'm going to die for all your sins, right? That, what else is that but white knighting? Whereas... You know, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, I mean, you know... Fucking... Fast forward 2,000 years and the white male. Well, well <laughs> sticking with... And, you know, I'm trying to keep this technical and not being too... You know, you know how alpha and beta is used for, like, wolf packs and stuff. And part of it is because the alpha will get the most females and then pass... You know, then after, you know, he's done them, the beta might have some. And I was thinking that maybe when all these fucking frustrated modern beta Muslims blow themselves up to get 72 virgins, they're fucking Muhammad's exes. <laughs> That's kind of implicative. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, but I guess they lived a long time ago as well, yeah. No. But they wouldn't be virgins anymore if they were dating him. That's like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> Jesus, ah, oh, damn it. He hits them up young. I almost converted And there's that. nothing wrong with that when it's in a fictional story. But when you start trying to <coughs> transfer that shit to the real world, trying to conjure up your own six-year-old child brides... I don't shit, think they got that shit from the story. A, I think they got the story from that there, shit. Though, you know? Yeah. There is a cultural clash there. Like, as much as no one wants to talk about it, like, if it's acceptable in some of the places that we're getting immigrants from to marry children, well... Where are my children? You don't want to have fucking re-education camps. How bad does that fucking sound? So why are we, why don't we just sort of try and help the world from a distance and keep keep stray Australia? <laughs> oh, it's starting to sound like the ADL here or some shit. But I'm not trying to go down that line. But it's just when you start trying to fucking pontificate about real sides of these problems or whatever, it goes into racist territory. And like, yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do? I'd rather talk about it and you know touch on some fucking nerves than just pretend it doesn't exist yeah but the problem is you can't you can't discuss it in public well you can i mean people do talk about it but it's not allowed within sort of like 
legitimate circles and stuff because if you sort of accept that those differences are there then that starts opening up questions that yeah might- you're not trying to just like jab at people's wounds in public by talking loudly about this kind of crap yeah but certainly i know you know there, there are some good ideas from the left like if we are racist towards muslims here in australia then having more muslims will make us less racist so we should have more muslims and then we'll be less racist against muslims Well, yeah, we will, because the population will like Muslims more as a percentage. No, dude, because we'll be fucking forced to convert to Islam. (laughs) Well, that's what I was kind of saying as well. It's like if 70% of the population is Muslim at that point, then of course they're going to fucking like Muslims. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm saying. It's the global elite, motherfucker. They're just trying to fucking, you know, just... Fuck it all up so that your votes don't really count. It's like it's all muddled and stuff. They're employing their own things. And then it's sort of giving the global elite, who probably hate these kind of cultures anyway because they think they're above it with their Luciferian fucking yeah. Masonic shit, right? Yeah, the Greens leader doesn't live in, in they're, oh, the Cambodia. They're way above all this shit with Islam and Christianity and Judaism and shit. Like, oh, we pray to Lucifer and it's do everything for yourself and shit, right? Uh-huh. At some point, and maybe right, there's yeah. some guys above right, that okay. might like love, but I doubt it. Um, it's going to give them a reason to attack their own population. Sorry, I'm going into the dark future with Terminator 7 here, but mm. it does. It's sort of like... That's like, if you were being super racist again, if you were like England and you're like this white country, right? Mm-hmm. You're not really going to want to assassinate your own um, your own people that much. Like they did like back in the day, like, yeah, we'll just fuck them up and it's our kingdom. But it's like they weren't, they weren't just riding off the world. There's so many people now. Yeah. But they probably don't want to fuck their own countries up. Well, the- if they are... The other if they kind of poison their own countries and make them look different, they might be like, oh, it's not England anyway, and then they can justify fucking the world up. Well, yeah, it makes it easier to rule. When people are divided over the kind of these, these issues, it makes it easier for... Because I know that's racist, but to not say that racism... To say that racism doesn't exist is fucking ig- ignorant. And the people that are running the world, some of them are probably fucking racist. So that yeah. is a potential viewpoint, and they might be trying to <laughs> breed out the purity of their own populations apart from their own bloodlines so they can justify wiping them out because oh it's not really england or it's not really america anymore and you know all this kind of shit like we'll make it all this kind of one mashed up genetics so that we feel better about eugenics <laughs> i guess maybe it's maybe sorry that was just me fucking rambling and being a cunt but maybe it's just is are just desserts for us taking over all the other people's countries so in the first place <laughs> What, and giving them the internet. You're welcome. It's true. We gave South Korea the fucking internet and now they're like gloat about how it's quicker than ours. Nuclear weapons. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing stopping me from killing you motherfuckers. Oh man. That's kind of cool that like America developed a weapon so fucking hardcore that it actually ended up protecting other countries from America (laughs) just by existing (laughs) totally mutually assured destruction I miss the good old days of the cold war you knew who who your enemies were back then (laughs) it's such a racially charged cones and dosh I'm sorry it's my fault I started talking in just like such a cool bigoted way but it was fun to try and get through 
through some of these issues, but... I'm going to defend it here for a moment by I saying... I probably should have given them a trigger warning for yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to defend it for a moment by saying that what we're saying isn't anything worse than the majority of the people around the world see. It's pretty much uniquely the West that has this hang-up regarding racism, right? Like, in China, they're not going to feel bad about, like, not wanting to import Muslims or Sudanese people, right? Yeah, no one gives a fuck. It's this white guilt thing. It's mm. fucking weird. Hmm. Um, so... You know, it's just fun to talk about these things. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it was inevitably the idea of maintaining it as a white nation probably wasn't going to happen, especially given we're located in, in and Asia. I'm, and I'm not down for that either. Fuck, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, into, I'm into Asian girls and black girls and <laughs> I'm very multicultural with my dick, you know? Just not with your taxes, huh? <laughs> uh, fuck. Um... I just like to um, practice a bit of hate facts on on the show. Oh, good. I thought you were about to say practice on girls for a second, but the show's better than that. <laughs> practice on girls. <laughs> practice oh, hate facts on the girls. Um, but no, this oh, is... I've got a couple for later, actually. Yeah, this... Well, <laughs> I mean, this is an offensive show, but, it, but in seriousness, the problem is, you know, I used to enjoy... I pride myself on current events. I used to watch the ABC. I'd enjoy Q&A, this and that. Uh, it's just a constant parade of fucking... Basically, minority groups angling for sort of more funding to be able to sort of do more useless jobs about this and that. They don't seem that related to justice a lot of the time Uh, or really, you know, that much. And, you know, I suppose that's I'm told that that's part. This is just my anger at a white white male person losing that sort of privileged position in society and stuff like that. But um, I mean, you know, not really. It's like anger at the. It's anger at this apathetic fucking loserish. It's like a lack of drive that our society's kind of beginning to have where instead of doing something hardcore, you'd rather do gender studies or like, you know, like you'd rather be a journalist writing about some bullshit than actually going into that field and trying to figure out something new scientifically or, you know, like it's so much easier for us to do a podcast than for me to go out and get a job, you know? (laughs) Even though I don't get paid a fucking cent, you know? But what is there for us to do, really, with the jobs getting taken over by robots and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, like we were talking about last week. Yeah. Playing Street Fighter and shit just to do plumbing. Yeah, playing Street Fighter to do plumbing and everything. And you've got the science people doing the science shit. Um, but, you know, I, you have to send... It's a cycle of democracy, you know, yin and yang. It comes and goes <laughs> and everything around because people get rich and then they'll kind of, you know, want to consume things that were on a higher level. So they're like, I'll send my kids to university. But when 50% of kids school leavers go to university, a university education obviously doesn't mean as much. Um, so what do you do with those fucking jobs? The, the degrees people have, they agitate and organize politically to get government funding and departments and academic funding and departments or nonprofit groups that are somewhere that they can say, I got this degree in this and this, and then, you know, maybe do something, but probably also not do that much. I mean, you probably got about 100 people in the country pulling rocks out of the ground, another 200 farming wheat, and everybody else is just fart-assing around, really. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) But it must fucking take work to be able to write all those fucking feminist blogs all day, man. It does seem like hard work, so props to the girls. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had a... Well, actually, it's funny I saved a piece cause while we're on that topic and while you're talking about feminism and Islam and why it doesn't call it out and everything, right? Um, and it is it is glaring to anyone who's got a little bit of kind of, you know, 
intellectual integrity and stuff. It's, it's be fair enough to address that issue and stuff. And I read this the other day, right? Okay. And I was thinking how, how does feminism reconcile itself with Islam? It has to do some weird sort of rhetorical backflips and stuff, yeah. right? So here's this chick, right? Uh, Stephanie Ellington Jones, right? In The Guardian. For too long, a bastion of middle-class whiteness, the growing collective voice of women of colour is reaching a critical mass in which their experiences and values can no longer be buried under the problematic Western model of feminism. Without wanting to downplay the contribution of European and American feminists who paved the way for suffrage and independence, their Eurocentric values left the struggle of women open to the infiltration of the toxic masculinity of patriarchal capitalism. Okay. Too many times for too many women, the empowered decision was the one that led to disappointment, frustration, or exploitation at the hands of the patriarchy. Whereas the proud voices of women, artists, activists, mothers, from the subcontinent, Middle East, and particularly North Africa, speak of feminism unsullied by the gin-soaked hall of mirrors in which Western women become trapped, their desires and dreams preyed upon by unscrupulous marketers who lied and told they could have it all. They're prancing around like bikinis in a, they're prancing around in bikinis like a performing monkey should have passed that. What, what did she say there? You said this was written by the first um, person ever to live her whole life in a virtual reality um, headset, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd think so, right? But, but it, what it, the fuck is she talking it's about? It's clever rhetoric. It's, but it's her saying, you see what she said? She's saying denying sort of Western capitalism. But if you want to, if you want to drop words like patriarchy yeah. and then say, like, start talking about freedoms in the Middle East... The Middle East has some of the biggest patriarchies that still exist today when they make you cover from head to toe and you can't go out without a man and like all this kind of stuff. That's a real patriarchy. Yeah, It's not this nonsense, invisible ghost patriarchy that's keeping you down because science is hard for girls or something. But she's got a point. She says the voices of women from the Middle East and stuff live a sort of aurora feminism and stuff. They're, they're, they're not as, you know subject to kind of all this kind of mass market consumerism that feminism sold as here. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that is a fair enough point. There there is validity in the fact that feminism has sort of in the western world it's it's gone past the yeah. the true root yeah. That vote, you know, like getting the vote and trying to get equality, it's gone past yeah, so equity she, feminism. So she's saying that back then it's in that sort of raw form and sort of less. Yeah, so they're in that, that in yeah. that form of roots and trying to get feminism, but they're existing in like a very physically real patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And over here, they exist in a in a world that's super yeah. equal. Yeah. If you get if you're a woman and you're like. 30 or whatever and you go to your employer you do exactly the same job as a dude and you know it and you get paid less like you can complain about that it's illegal to pay you less just because you're a woman yeah but um (laughs) yeah it's true i mean ultimately i did write that to imagine how i wrote that to imagine how feminists would kind of justify their submission to islam originally (laughs) you wrote it yeah i had to go i had to go for fun to see how to see how they did seem pretty legitimate yeah there was a good attempt at it, but it's still like, yeah. You gotta make it my No wonder they don't even try. Yeah. Because you're you're quite you're quite talented with the old pen or whatever, and I still fucking shat all over. There's it. a certain jump you have to do in logic and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, not quite, but you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> if I knew it was you, like, I'm glad you didn't tell me. I probably would have gone along with it and been your little bitch or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, let's make this good. But no, I just... That's funny. <laughs> but then... I don't know. 
you know, I mean, I try to be very like sex positive and stuff, but I'm glad you no, got an honest answer. No, no, no you know, and I'm all down for women's autonomy and everything, but maybe deep down they do crave submission to the patriarchy. <laughs> we need to detach, you know, detach ourselves individually from those generalizations and just be able to submit to your boyfriend for half an hour, enjoy that feeling of submission, and then go back into your equal equal workplace or be able to walk down the street in the clothing that you desire without getting, you know, flash mobbed and shit. <laughs> yeah. But fuck, like, I've got no problem with Yeah, right, I guess would you, would you rather work and be able to go out with your girlfriends or would you would you rather, like, slave away over a big pot, like, cooking stew or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. There's some shitty jobs out there. It depends how much the guy loved me, I suppose. If, if we were getting really nitty-gritty and being assholish about it, you could go back into tribal cultures and stuff like that. And, and you, could, you could probably quite legitimately argue with logic that the women were happier in cultures of old times where there were predefined gender roles hmm. and women would stay with women doing these cool things at, at the base camp or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, <laughs> and the base camp. Dudes go out hunting and do all this manly shit together, get all their testosterone out. It's like, it is sort of built around our, our physicality and everything. And we have come a long way mentally, and I really like that. But it's just, if you take all of this shit to the extreme from that tribalism to where we are now and where we will go mentally, you just come to the crossroad of AI and integration with fucking computers and stuff. And... If that's the way you want to go, then fine. But maybe it's... It, it may not happen in our lifetimes. Like, I think they're going to... I've got an article here somewhere where they're starting to try and do stuff like stimulate a part of your brain when you're learning and for some reason it makes you learn better. So it's like the very early steps of that, like, jacker thing into your head upload Matrix-style kung fu kind of uh, shit. That's called speed, I think. <laughs> but it's it's not. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. like electro-stimulate that part of your brain in this way when you're trying to learn this thing and for some reason you just retain the information better. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're starting to, like... We're dabbling in this kind of shit and it's like, arguably, we're all getting really depressed and stuff but yeah, maybe there, there's this level when we get into that ai shit that it all goes away but at what cost you know it's like you it's we're trying to transcend our physicality and i'm quite happy with like jerking off you know and but just, this is just chilling ultimately i do i do agree with you but ultimately that is the same faith that has created it's the same desire for faith and something higher and something perfect that has informed all the religions we've had already right the idea that technology will save us and that we will all sort of, you know, transcend our humanity and everything. It's sort of the same as getting saved by Jesus and stuff as well. Yeah, we're trying to conjure a demon. (laughs) So, I mean, you could keep on holding out for it, but fuck, I don't even know if I'm going to be alive by May, you know? So, um, I hope somebody invents something before that. Hell yeah. We've got uh, all that VR shit coming out soon. Could start getting a bit weird. Well, speaking of VR... I mean, I had tried quite a traumatic experience not that long ago. It's not VR, but it's to do with technology and immersion and stuff. And I was at a friend's place and just watching TV, like a bit high sort of thing, and just turned the TV on. And there was a renovation show on TV. Um, and we just flicked the channel quickly to see what was on, flicked through a couple more. And then it was all bullshit ads or renovation shows. And then flicked to one. 
and it was the exact moment in Avatar where the big army space marines blow up their fucking giant tree society home. <laughs> and it's the worst thing to be thrown into when you're just watching this kind of like absolutely mindless throwaway bullshit. <laughs> like I didn't even particularly like Avatar, but you're watching all these ads and shit and I cut to that movie, saw the tree fall right over and all the like Navi mums ah, ah, <laughs> anguish, anguish screams about their entire civilization and way of life, all their histories kind of disappearing and i guess that's what cameron was going for it's an allegory for dispossession from native americans and everything which makes the sense Japanese people in, in yeah. mexico yeah exactly so you know i felt pretty bad about the ads for a little bit but uh yeah that was a bit of a fucking buzzkill then <laughs> but on lighter news oh, i almost don't know if i should chuck this in this episode because it's almost like this is more like a, a did you tug issue. your tail when you're watching it or i had a little Got out the first hit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I came up with an idea for a movie, actually, while we're on it. Uh, this might be a bit lighter, right? Okay. Um, basically, it's called Class Clown, and it's about a, a stand-up comedian who's, like, an alcoholic, da-da-da-da-da. And, uh, basically, he really wants to be a comedian, but he's not cutting it. But he was once a sort of got a teaching degree, so he has to go back to being a teacher, and he fucking hates it. But slowly gets inspired by some of the kids and shit and practices his fucking stand-up with the class. So <laughs> basically, it's ripped off Sister Act and School of Rock and everything. Yeah, that's pretty but cool. But with stand-up <laughs> comedians, right? And you know how they've always got the kid who's something bad's happening at home, their dad won't let them do something or everything, and they have to sort it out in a musical way. So basically, like, the teacher, one of the kids, he finds out that his dad, his dad thinks he's a pussy, so his dad made a Twitter account in his kid's name to tease the other bullies at school, so the bullies would bully his kid. <laughs> And basically, he has to kind of like go and help help show the kid that he's you know he's not just weakling. He 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 can do funny comedy, and the dad comes along to see him in the end. And you know, I think it'd be really good. It's really inspiring. Oh fuck! I thought you were gonna go the direction with it, where it's like, oh, there's this like kid that's got all these problems and stuff, and he just rips him to fuck apart <laughs> during play. <blood. laughs> that's where I wanted to go. Maybe I'm in a bad mood tonight. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you made it kind of wholesome and legitimate. Someone will probably take that off our show and uh, yeah, and, fu- and fucking make it. So yeah, it's called Class Clown. Yeah, um, I was. I thinking- hope they make my version though, where well, it's just like, yeah, Billy, you're a little piece of shit. You could make it either way with who I wanted to star in the movie, which is Bill Burr, right? <laughs> so it's either super bad, like you said, or it's or it's a bit at mainstream crossover effectability, sort of doing a Jack Black type role. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did I get a D minus? Mr. Burr is like, ah, because you're an idiot. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Fucking kids. Um, so, yeah, that, w- that would be good, too. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wanted to make it... I wanted to do it the wholesome sort of way. Yeah. yeah. No, it like, does seem totally legit, yeah. Those movies are good to watch, you know? I mean, you know... We're fucking being these angry old cynical white men. Whereas you watch Sister Act and it's fucking, you know, moving. <laughs> All the soul and struggle. And I'm more into like beer and clothing in Las Vegas. Ah, <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a few uh, little things here, but I want to make sure one's actually funny. Otherwise, I could just get on a bad run again. <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm such a troll. But um, 
Former Prime Minister Julia Gillard actually damaged feminism when she attained leadership of the country through stereotypically female gossip and backstabbing. Instead of hard work and honesty, although most male politicians share these negative feminine traits as well, because male politicians are bitches too. You ain't nothing but a bitch, Malcolm. Know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, but... You know, they had I, this... I started off shitting on her, but then it turned it around. They're all fucking bitches. So. It's true, but look at ancient Rome. There were no women in the Senate, and they were doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, with knives. Yeah. Yeah, with knives, right? And so, yeah. So that wasn't the feminine things. Although, you know, I'm sure maybe... No, it's a politician's thing. Yeah. <laughs> But they might have been getting shit at home from their wives. Like, like oh, he went there, son. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Augustus got made emperor and you're still a senator? Oh, why'd I marry you? <laughs> and then plotting and stuff. But um, but I guess it's different now. The chicks are just straight up in there, like Lady Macbeth Gillard herself, fucking uh, just in Parliament. But they all fucking do it. Malcolm does it, Tony did it. Yeah. Fucking. It's, it's a bitched out game for bitched out people. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Somebody called that. Oh, I wish I knew the quote, but an old comedian said that politics is show business for ugly people. <laughs> and no one wants to fucking see him. Mm. Oh, that's horrific. Yeah. The internet should have solved that shit by now. Politics is a fucking joke. But just to um, go along with my trolling um, bullshit as well, I had another one that sounds like it would be entertaining if I do it in a new style voice. <laughs> Alright, okay. Let me just do a little intro. And here is the news. Feminists just discovered how to fish for termites using a stick as a primitive tool this week. This redundant dogleg of human evolution is finally making another development. As a species, we won't be able to invite them to live with us in our communities until they discover fire and learn how to cook food. Did you know that feminists are only vegan and vegetarian because they haven't developed the required skill set to completely nourish themselves? there's a limited amount of brain function available when you only eat berries and nuts. Innovation requires protein. The masculine journey rewards innovation and experimentation. The feminine journey rewards stability and order. The symbiotic nature of our species is genetically predetermined by our binary physicality. Our different traits are what make us the perfect match. Such a perfect match physically that we are able to make a genetic combination of ourselves and create a new life form that transcends our own perceptions of reality and becomes self-aware. Feminists will be the first humans to willingly become cyborgs because they will no longer empathize with physicality. They condone identity disorders as natural while at the same time being a driving force of gender confusion by demanding that men act like women. Boys are being confused into different lifestyles because of the lack of masculinity and strong male role models in our Western educational systems, and more importantly, entertainment and journalism. Feminism has become an autistic, wannabe Illuminati, trying to usher in the day of the cyborg, so they can do away with offensive binary pronouns and focus on getting supercomputers to make irrationality rational and generate undiscovered compliments. For thousands of years, brilliant men have wondered the meaning of life and have been rewarded with innovation and technology. Now feminists want to strip humanity of its meaning because thinking is too hard. Man, see, this, this is why I mean the news these days is always really biased one way or another. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No, okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, we all... I'm yeah. not really sorry. Yeah, I know. Sorry, not sorry. Not sorry. It was quite good. <laughs> and I'm not... A, just because, you know, there is a lot of junk you see... Put, I just like to write. I'm so, You know, fuck. There is, there is Take a lot, it how you want. There's a lot of junk that pushed in the other media. People see that these sort of, like, you know, taken to sort of at such similar extremes as that. Um, Spoken like a true asshole. Yeah, okay. It's weird because it's always that duality, and I've always come down to that. That's why I like looking at, like, crazy far-left, far-right sites and everything. And, you know, which one is it? Is it left, right, and men and women, whatever, you know, th- how does that overplay? And, it's um, left, right. It's weird because you've got, you know, and you can say sometimes it's like, oh, the feminine thing is order, whereas the men is disruption. But, you know, you can flip it another way as well and say that, like, well, men's organizational skills in, like, building a society or whatever is order, whereas sort of, like, you know, women gossip or whatnot or, like, get men to do things. And they're the chaotic force in life, right? They will make a a normal sane man do something that he wouldn't and shit. Um, So I like the one the ancient Greeks had, which is, I think it was uh, Apollo and... Dionysus and this was their main one and Apollo was the god of order and Dionysus was the god of chaos um that's a bit reductive but that's sort of it so you know the second one was like wine partying you know sex uh free-spirited the other was order discipline uh tradition everything like that and there's elements of that on you know every side the left and right and the men and oh, female. Dude, there's dudes that are the bitch in the relationship and girls that are the man you know like i'm not denying all that kind of stuff uh, like i was saying i just do like do like getting on a tangent when i'm writing some fucking nonsense sometimes and it comes out pretty funny yeah and offensive and you know i think i've been it's probably from watching too much milo yanopolis or whatever but i do kind of like the guy like he seems to be one of the um, most outspoken vim- voices against the modern regressive type of feminism that should kind of be offensive to my mother's generation. You know what I mean? Mm. Cause it's such a, a privileged fucking fascist type of feminism compared to the old equity, like kind of striving for equal, equal rights and shit and like treating each other equally rather than being like, you male chauvinist piece of shit. You're not allowed to have sexuality. Like, fuck. yeah, but you know, if men and women were treated equal, then there'd be one gender and, um, no, no, not, not equally in terms of physicality. Yeah. Sorry, it's hard to no, it's hard to define. But yeah. I think we are equally worthy, or whatever you want to put. You know, like we are of equal worth. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. there's like it is yin and yang kind mm. of thing. I just want to. But read we are not the same. Yeah, I just want to read some real news. That's not just <laughs> fucking an unemployed gender studies graduate filling yeah, up yeah. spaces. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and where's so, my, uh, yeah, I've been reading too many of those things. And where's my pissing me off? Where's, where's my fucking hoverboard? Maybe, maybe we need do need more women in STEM, then they can design me a goddamn hoverboard. Well, it could be a good thing that the modern modern feminists are going to make us all cyborgs and shit. We can just go hoverboarding for thousands of years. Mm, no, women don't stay in STEM courses for long enough. They always drop out. Find it too, <laughs> too intimidating. They're not going to be. Okay, if 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 well, if, dudes will make the cyborg shit, but then women will make all the mods really cool for it, like make it all look real dope and shit, and sort of trick it out so it's like the best version of like a cyborg suit. And what is the aim of this? What is it to? Because they're like more, don't they have a better creative aesthetic or some shit like naturally, but they don't have the engineering skills to develop something of that magnitude. Well, a lot of them look very nice. I don't know. I'd always look like a slob. So, um, 
yin and yang, I suppose, again. But uh, but no, I'm saying that if feminist feminism invented robots, what would be the point? Of why why would they be doing that to enslave men? To clean up the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should get a break. Actually, I'm I'm guilty of that. Fuck. I got to fix all these man problems and do the cooking. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. But on the other hand, yeah, they do do a lot of shit for our lazy asses sometimes. I think I gotta got listen to fucking Patrice O'Neill again. I need some fucking Black Phillip show in my life again, man. Like, fuck. As much as, like, that shit's really fun. I'm glad I wrote that shit because it's funny as fuck. But, um, it's kind of more fun just being a pimp in your own mind than being a slave to, like, you're saying these gender studies fucking news articles and stuff. It was only for a matter of days now, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, yeah. I'd rather be like, fuck you, bitch. Well, okay. The three options are either be as, as kind of fucking dickheady as we've been about it for the past like hour and a half, right? Or say nothing about it at all. Or sort of pretend to go along with it even when it's sort of illogical and doesn't make sense. Yeah. So those are the three options. Um, I should probably shut up about it a bit more, but I'm not going to do the other one. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, fucking Mao Zedong said, women hold up, hold up half the sky. Until their arms get tired. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I don't feel too bad about it. Because I just watched The Godfather. And they were pretty open about fucking not dealing with women's issues in that. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking the matriarch of the family, who is uh, fucking, who is it? Um, Michael Corleone's uh, mum. And so Al Pacino's mum and Robert De Niro's wife. Who'd be a pretty central character, you'd think, right? given that the more movies are about them, essentially. She's got, like, five minutes of screen time. <laughs> All the rest of the time, they're just in these rooms discussing this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, the mafia's a bit of a patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah, they... Yeah. They need some more gender equality in there. I thought it would be a cool way to describe when, um... When sort of the gay community are attacking their own, you know, like when they attack another gay man sort of for being too conservative or something like that or having religious views when they're in that community, the new term for someone like like in the establishment that's defending it and then attacking other gay people would probably be Uncle Nancy. Yeah, okay. So there's a new term for everyone? Yeah, okay. It's like how in Korea the versions are Uncle Kwon. <laughs> um. So this article came out this week about how this guy Graham Burke is trying to like re-push for this end of piracy in Australia mm-hmm. and wants to do some sort of you know um, legal action similar to the way they tried to sue uh, regarding the Dallas Buyers Club when that came yep. out and it failed. Yeah, but he's going for it and. Uh, the only one thing I really wanted to mention about it is like, it's just like an obvious conflict of interest that this guy is even on whatever board he is. I'll read it to you now. Mm-hmm. On one hand, he is the freshly appointed chairman of Creative Content Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And like going so hard about oh piracy and it hurts all these people, right? Yeah. And on the other hand, he is co-chief executive of Village Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Suck my dick, Australian government. Fuck. If you didn't check that shit beforehand, you're retarded. 
and if you did and you think it's not a conflict of interest, you're retarded. The Bunyip aristocracy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much of that little boys club. Australian. <laughs> but it's like, fuck. Uh, yeah, I can't handle it. And just a, a throwback to the white guilt thing from earlier. Sure. It's kind of hilarious in a sense in Australia as this cordoned off place with a bunch of so-called white people as well, right? Mm -hmm. That, how did we forget our history so fucking quickly? Mm -hmm. Like, on one side of my family, I'm pretty sure I go back to a boat of some kind and all of, all of our fucking relatives, you go back to that level and it's like you're shipped over here. A lot of people were shipped over here as convicts for stealing bread and shit. Yeah. We basically came to Australia on slave ships, motherfucker. And now you want me to be guilty for some shit that my masters did to the local population and then for the system that's been in place that we built from nothing as fucking prisoners. So don't be mad at me for not having a chip on my shoulder. Can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and don't be mad at yourself, you bunch of fucking morons. You lefty fucking pussies. But um, thanks for existing because you do balance the world out for these psychopathic motherfuckers. But well, I think the like myself, I think the moral of the lesson in here is that identity politics for different demographic groups. You know, if you keep doing that for a bit, then you know the whites are going to find identity politics and they're going to have a bit of fun doing it as well too. Yeah, you got to be nice to people. You can't just play these fucking stupid games. It's wild, it's wild. But I think I've been playing a bit of a stupid game tonight, so sorry for trolling everyone for like a full hour tonight. <laughs> and please, please, could somebody come around and suck to his dick? <laughs> I can't get it out in public the way I used to. The immigrants ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so fucking that was uh, That was our show, it was the Clones and Doe show. My my esteem colleague letting off a bit of steam. That's why he's my esteem colleague. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name's my name's Cones, and this has been sort of a, a political special. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's been a good one. But I apologise if it wasn't to your taste. I can understand why it's in bits, but um, I apologise if that's what you require. But I don't mean it. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I mean, we, you know, if somebody takes issue with our fucking thing, then I'll read the identical opinion a hundred times tomorrow in every fucking newspaper anyway. So keep it to yourself. Um, uh, much love. Player haters to the back. Hell yeah. And uh, Eiffel Tower. <sighs> I got one for you this week. I think I'm just going to drop my fucking munted out fucking eating ounces and ounces and ounces and ounces of pot. And then watching Care Bears and then making my own beat called Backwards Bear. I think I'm just going to drop you the Backwards Bear beat today. Sounds a bit fucking crazy. I'm not sure if it's going to base out your fucking speakers and shit and destroy everything in your house. But crank it. it. Sounds trippy as fuck. Maybe get on some hallucinogens beforehand so that you can hear whatever you want in these backwards fucking messages hidden in this satanic Care Bear song. So. One love. Hell yeah. See you, Cones. See you, Doc.